0: Welcome to the Course Creators MBA Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Destiny Kopp, and I help business owners increase their revenue with digital products and automated sales funnels. In this podcast, we tell the stories of ordinary business owners just like you. We talk about their story and how they got started, the challenges they've experienced, and how they overcame them. These are discussions with real people who understand what it's like to own an online course or membership business. Before we begin our show today, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by our flagship Course in a Box program, which helps you create your revenue generating course in less than a week. Course in a Box is available on AppSumo at a special deal, and you can learn more about Course in a Box by visiting the link in the show notes. Let's jump right into our show. And my guest today is Christian Delawerta. He has 30 years of experience and is a sought-after spiritual teacher, personal transformation coach, and leading voice in the breath work community. He has traveled the world offering inspiring and transformational retreats, combining psychological and spiritual teachings with lasting and life changing effects. Christian, thank you so much for joining me. I'm very excited to chat with you, learn more about your journey into entrepreneurship, your, learn more about your coaching business, and your pivoting that you did last year into online courses.
1: It's a pleasure to be here, Destiny. Thanks so much for having me on your show.
0: Well, why don't you take a few minutes and walk the audience through how you got started in your business and kind of the journey that you've taken over the years.
1: Yeah, well, I've been doing retreats and workshops and private coaching and group experiences for the last 30 years. So it's been over 30 years now since I worked for anybody else. Um, I used to work in my degrees in psychology. I used to work for psychiatric and addictions hospitals, but more in the community relations department, not so much the the treatment, the clinical part of it. it was, you know, it's been a journey uh, as, as it is for, for most entrepreneurs. Um, in the beginning, it was difficult, like especially when I, I mean, first of all, overcoming the, the mindset, fears, and limitations, right? The not feeling ready, feeling like, uh, who do I think I am, you know, that imposter syndrome stuff that so many of us relate to. Uh, and yet at the same time, feeling a sense of, of mission, feeling called. To do this work, knowing that that what I what I teach makes a difference in real human lives, because it's stuff that I that I've that I live is not just that stuff I read in a book or learned in a weekend seminars, like stuff that I practice day to day, so that I know from personal experience it works. And yet, still, you know, like I I didn't hold it. I've, I've held it as a mission. Um, not so much a business. And I got started at a time that was before social media. So if say that I started a new in a new city, like how do I reach people without having a, you know, the ability to advertise. So what I would do is I'd I'd go and, you know, and find the spiritual bookstores in a city because my work is kind of psycho spiritually, the coaching that I do is psycho spiritual. Uh, derived you know both psychology and spiritual teachings um, and so i'd go find what the local um, magazines were start finding uh, the stores uh, events and i would go with my business cards and just start meeting people like that and little by little putting up flyers in in you know like laundromats and coffee shops and Never, it, it's a lot easier these days when you, when you have social media to, to help spread a message, message and you have meetup um, and that kind of thing um, so yeah it's been quite a journey and and then also financially it's been a journey you know and and the ability to to move into a viable sustainable model i um, happy to talk about that as well
0: so you started this probably many years ago when people didn't even even have a website, more or less social media, didn't even have a website.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yes.
0: So that presents challenges, finding people. And it sounds like you found some of these unique ways to go out and find your ideal customer, your ideal client. May I ask, what year did you launch your website?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Huh.
0: And I, you know, I'm probably, I'm throwing
1: that at you. <laughs> so I, I, was... no, I don't know. It's been, I would imagine it's been at least 15 years, 20 years, but I don't really remember for sure when that was. I'll tell you what, what a huge shift uh, was in my relationship to being an entrepreneur. To, for me, like I said, it's always been a mission. I've always been very mission driven. And a few years ago, probably four or five years ago, I had a realization that it was also a business. And, and that I was actually doing it a disservice. I was dishonoring it by not treating the mission as a business. Um, so I'm almost embarrassed, not quite, but almost embarrassed to say that up until about four or five years ago, I didn't, I didn't even have a business account. I was running it all through my personal account. Um, and now I've got two different corporations, you know, one for my publishing um, arm, and, and the other for the retreats and the coaching. I've got CPAs, I've got, you know, an attorney. Uh, a couple of years, three, four years ago, I also hired a, hired a virtual assistant, which was a huge step to take. Uh, so I've been running pretty much as a solopreneur, like so many of us have, and then realized that, that that I really, if I was really gonna fulfill the potential of this mission that I had to put in some business structures that I didn't know about.
0: And I think a lot of people out there can relate to that, you know, they're getting, in, especially coaches, like what you are, they're getting into that field to truly serve and help others and fulfill their mission and life. And kind of the business is an afterthought. And I really like what you said there about the, the mindset shift that you had, and how you were doing it a disservice by not treating it as a business. So you, you had your website out there. You probably didn't get into social media until at least 2010, I would think, or after that. How, yeah. you, you know. Begrudgingly. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about during that time period, you had your website. When did you, um, you know, tell us about a little bit about your marketing and how you were finding people at that point.
1: Well, you know, I think, because I've been doing it for 30 years, I've been growing my mailing list since then. So a lot of it were people who heard me speak somewhere or who read something that I wrote. Or, or, or when my first book came out 20 years ago, I got a lot of media. Uh, so people who, had, who you know, went to a speaking event at a bookstore um, or at a workshop. I also used to speak on the college circuit. So, so a lot of my email came from that from like like people who actually met me somewhere or read something or, you know, were, were interested. Um, now it's a different game. And, and um, especially as you were talking about, you know, last year, after 30 years of doing retreats, like suddenly screeching halt, I went from flying 100,000 miles a year to zero. And my income like also came to a screeching halt. So, but, you know, but it's such a, such a, I mean, it's as a testament to what I also teach is that not feeling, not allowing ourselves to feel victimized by life. So instead of having a victim relationship, like woe is me, oh my God, like how horrible I can't do events and how am I gonna survive and all the stuff that we, that we do to ourselves. It's like, okay, well, here it is, it kind of sucks. Um, and well, how am I gonna show up? Right? How, what am I gonna do in response to the situation? Because that's very empowering. So rather than have a paranoid relationship with life, um, like, you know, like what life did to me, if, if it only had been for this or that or the other thing, uh, then I would be successful. Or then I would be happy. It's like, all right, well, this happened. It's not the way that I would have wanted it. I didn't see it coming. And what am I going to do in response, right? It's, it's a very empowering and, and also shifting from that paranoid relationship, me against the world kind of thing uh, to a pro-noia, which is a great word which is like life has a vested interest in us in us so that life is actually conspiring for our success and our happiness um so that was also a, a breakthrough in mindset when i realized that and and so last year it's like okay well i've known for years that i needed to to if i really wanted if i was going really gonna broaden my reach my scope and reach people who may never may never be able to come to one of my physical retreats like i've known that i needed to develop virtual programming and COVID kind of forced my hand and so last year for me without minimizing or denying the tragedy of it for me it's been a blessing because the mandatory timeout you know the mandatory global timeout allowed me to finish the book Um, this book that I just released Awakening the Soul of Power and it also allowed me to finally create uh, virtual programming.
0: So how many years before you came to that really you know before you were kind of forced to do it had you been thinking about doing a virtual you know offer or online course or group coaching program how many years did it was it three years that you first kind of thought, you know, I need to go down this path.
1: At least I would say more, I would say probably more five or six. And and the reason why I started thinking about it, because I would see people come to one of my retreats and have an amazing life changing, and they really are amazing and life changing. And if, if people didn't have a support system when they went back home, if they didn't have reminders, if they didn't have like a conscious Practice. It was very easy to start forgetting and and to get distracted by by life's infinite distractions, and by, and to be pulled down by the you know the day to day, and then the old voices of fear and self doubt would start creeping up and pulling them down again, and so that I started thinking well I need to have a virtual system to support them as, as they reenter you know reenter their lives again, so that's how I started thinking about it. Um, but, you know, so busy just flying so much from one retreat to another um, and just didn't get around to it. And, and then COVID forced my hand. COVID forced me to do it.
0: So Mar- around March of last year, you yeah. <laughs> basically stopped traveling like the whole world stopped traveling. And, you know, you came to a realization that now's a good time to kind of pivot. Tell us a little bit about how you pivoted and what that virtual online program that you have today, what it looks like.
1: Well, you know, I had to start from scratch. I had a mailing list, but that was it. I had very, I had social media and I had good numbers, but I wasn't doing anything with it. Like I had 15, 18,000 people in LinkedIn and I really wasn't doing much with it. I had 5,000 in Facebook and I really wasn't doing much with it. So I had actually hired a coach um, to learn how to, how to run a Facebook group. Um, I learned about, you know, how to launch a virtual summit as a way to to multiply my, my email list with people who were used to the virtual world because my people were all trained to the, you know, the third dimensional, the reality retreats to live events. Um, And so I had to learn how to, how to reach a different audience because there's not always a hundred percent correlation in those two. Um, So, you know, so I I learned about how to, uh, how to do a launch, how to do a challenge. I heard, I had to learn how to create content. Like, I mean, I had so much content, but how to put it in a format that would be, could that could be delivered virtually so I finally launched my my year-long coaching program in the beginning of this year and and that was also a learning experience because I initially I thought of it as a 30-day and and I was you know I got stuck I was struggling with what to put in and what to leave out to have so much amazing content that I would come up against a piece of it as like you know I can't leave that out no I can't leave that out um, and then I was in the middle of that struggle, my business coach said to me, well, hold on a second, let me just ask you a question. What would you feel more confident in reassuring or, or assuring transformation after a 30-day program or a year-long program? And it was a, a no-brainer. Of course, a year-long, I can go much more deep into, in, into you know, all the, the, the patterns that have us doing the things that we do and understanding how the mind works and had relationships, so so it was like a no brainer. Two nights after she asked me that question, I wake up in the middle of the night and it was one of those zero to 60 moments from deep moments, from deep sleep to like wide awake. And I actually got out of bed because I didn't want to forget, risk forgetting. And I saw, I just saw how to create, how to structure the year long. And so once I got that vision, it it was only a matter of weeks. and so the way that I've structured it, what, I, what I'm loving about it, of course, I'll go back to retreats as soon as it's safe to do. So I'm actually already scheduling some in the fall, assuming that, that we'll be okay by that, um, to have you know, group retreats, retreats in, with each other again. In the meantime, what I'm loving about the year long is, is what I was saying, right? The, 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 the fact that I get to stretch out the teachings, I get to deliver them piecemeal. So every week there's a little bit of content, so bite size, but here's the difference. Like that, this is what a year long allows me to do that I can't do in a retreat, in a weekend retreat. It's, every week they have a little bit of content. So keep it manageable. So it's, I know we're all overscheduled and too many demands on our lives. So bite size with interactivity. So every week they have homework. They have certain practices that are designed to apply the teachings to their lives so that they don't stay at just, wow, that's a great book I read. No, it's like the purpose of it is to change your life, not to, not to sell, not to sell a book. It's like the teachings are designed to change um, your life. So that's my goal. That's my intention. And so that's what this concept allows me to do. It also allows me to put a, a system of accountability. So for example, every every two weeks, we have a coaching call with me for two hours. And I'm keeping the groups at a, at a manageable size so that. I don't wanna sacrifice intimacy. So we're keeping the groups at 20, 30 people. Um, and we're starting a, a cohort and another one in, in the month of May. And so I'll probably do them, you know, like start a cohort three times a year. So we'll see, I, I'm just playing with it now. Um, so accountability, which is important and, and have the support of, of both myself as a coach and then have the support of, of the group. So kind of a a family that goes through the same experience together over the course of a year so that we can use the group as practices to put, to test out new ways of being, new ways of behaving, new ways of communicating, new ways of thinking with each other in the safety of the group before we put them into practice in in real life where, you know, where relationships are really at stake. Um, And so, and then another system level of accountability, which which I've which I'm putting in, is in the intervening weeks. So they meet with me every two weeks in the in the middle weeks. That meet they meet in smaller groups of dyads or triads, and this could be just a 10 minute check in call. It's like, hey, did you complete that assignment? It's, it's so again designed to to support and keep us doing what we said we would do.
0: So we may have some coaches that are listening here today and they may be thinking, oh, I'd like to do this. So let's delve into a little bit more about how you've structured the online content. You're doing monthly Zoom calls, I think you said you had, and then some content was in your, your, your software program, your course platform. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, the course the course is all uploaded into ClickFunnels, so it lives in ClickFunnels. And so they have, it's sort of like, not quite a membership, but they have, they need a password to access that information. Also, ClickFunnels keeps a lot, it's good for keeping statistics of, you know, who clicks on your page and this or that, so that you can figure out what landing page or what opt-in page are really working. You can test them out. It's a really good way of of tracking that. It's not great. It it doesn't, that software doesn't communicate. It has some challenges communicating with my client management software, which is Infusionsoft um but right now we're sticking with it because of the, of the ability to track them and because of the ability to to create um you know the site where they need a password like you can create all this stuff and it could live in soft, but then there would be no way to to control it or to manage if anybody could access it if you know they, they could pass on that that link and anybody could access it um so and, and there are other yes. systems that, that could work for this so That's where the content lives, the coaching call. So that that gets delivered to them by email every week with a link to the new page uh, where the content lives. And and so then the the coaching calls are every two weeks with me for two hours, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern.
0: And you, and you said when you launched this to the marketplace, to your audience, you did a challenge. I believe you said, well, tell, tell the audience a little bit about that process and how that worked for you.
1: Yeah, I've just in the, fir- the first time around, so I, I launched it in January, that particular group of, of pod of 25 people or so, um, they mostly came from my list. Mm-hmm. So I sent out because I've got a, an active list, you know, mailing list of so many people who've done my retreats at my workshops. So that was a natural for them. This particular, this second launch that I'm doing now, um, I actually learned, you know, I had to learn how to do a, a challenge, um, which, you know, I've never done one before. And so how to, f- had to figure out how to, and thankfully I have a coach, which is the benefit of the coach of having a coach to help you, um, with you know stuff that you don't know about, somebody who who can both hold you by the hand and and you know maybe softly kick you on the butt from time to time um, when as needed. Uh, so a launch was basically you know learning how to structure the content. So like a five day launch virtually, where um, you know we send out an email in the morning with a little bit of content, and the, at night we have a forty five to an hour meeting zoom session where where people can come in with their questions they're connected thematically so each of the four first days of the challenge match each of the quarters of the year long which is basically the first quarter we we talk about understanding the mind the ego mind how it keeps us in a self-made prison of fear and limitation and reactivity and defensiveness and victim uh, victimhood and how we break free from that so that we can step into our potential. Uh, Second quarter is power, like personal power. How do we step into personal power in a way that's not about hierarchy, control, fear, force, domination, manipulation? How do we do it in a different way? Um, Third quarter is relationships. Like how do we use our relationships as a way to forward our own process of, of transformation and healing? And how do we remove the subconscious obstacles to love and the unhealthy relationship patterns. So that sometimes have us feeling like we're stuck in the same relationship just with the different actors. Like I've been here before, just a different player, but it's the same same patterns. So understanding why, why we do those things, that we, why we attract certain people. And so that we can break free and bring choice back into those equations. Uh, rather than continuing to react out of subconscious unhealed patterns from our life, from our past. And then the the fourth quarter is about life purpose. Like how do we know what we're really here to do and how do we remove the subconscious ways in which we have been playing small and selling ourselves out for an illusion of security uh, and playing it safe, and, and all those things that we limit ourselves, um, you know, from a mindset of fear or fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of success, whatever the underlying fears are, so that we can break free from all those patterns and really step into our potential and to our purpose, which is ultimately what's going to fulfill us.
0: So you you basically took the content for or the the structure for your year long program and kind of broke it out into these days for your challenge where it sounded like you were delivering the challenge content via zoom too. Was it via zoom?
1: Yeah. Some people, you know, my, my coach really recommended doing it on Facebook live. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with the Facebook live yet because it's, you know, for me, it's hard to be completely present with the person and then be reading the the little chat on the side. It's I Mm -hmm. haven't mastered that yet. I'm like, when I'm present, I'm 100% present. So I haven't mastered that ability to do. So with Zoom, it allows me to be more participatory, right? So somebody asks me a question, they're right there and I can interact with them and engage with them more. It works for me, it works better. I like that format better.
0: Actually, Uh, I like it a lot. I like what you did there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And then, so that was the first four days. You know, mm-hmm. just a 45 minute and, and then the last day, the fifth day is to kind of review the whole week and then explain, you know, how, how present the year long as the solution to the problems and their challenges that we have been talking about all week.
0: So let me ask you this. You mentioned for your first launch, you launched your email list mm-hmm. for the challenge that you did. Where did you find the people in for the challenge?
1: Well, I guess we started with, with a Facebook group, you know, which we started back in, in June of last year. Um, that group went from zero June to, I think we're up to like, I don't know, close to a thousand. Um, so we're, so we're using mostly the group and a little bit of Facebook advertising. I'm not, I'm still not sold on Facebook advertising. I'm still kind of kind of testing it out, but mm-hmm. uh but uh, but we did get some some new people from the summit. The summit was very helpful too, in in identifying new people, you know, and bringing them into into my funnel, so to speak.
0: So tell us a little bit about the summit.
1: Yeah, so we did the summit last fall, and so you know, one of the one of the typical summits where um, identified, I think it was close to thirty other teachers, coaches, um, I think it was, I forget the exact name right now, but it was unconscious leadership. So I've, because I've been doing this work for 30 years, I know a lot of people who have been doing similar work, similar coaches, uh, therapists, but the thing here was finding people who did have an, an email list, right? And 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 have at least 2,000 um, people on their email list, because according to my coach, who's been doing this for a long time, social media, Posts don't always convert um, to get people to actually come to one of your summits. That it's really the the the, the email contacts. So in so it's you know one of the summits where you agree where you you will send two solo emails to your list, um, and then everybody has a gift or or some kind of offering, you know, meditation, uh, ebook, whatever it is, and then that's how people. Uh, get people to sign up to their individual lists from the summit. And it was a great experience. I made amazing connections. I had incredible speakers. Um, definitely learned, like next time I do it, I'll, I'll be a little bit more strict on the email requirement because it was my first time out. I got a little um, you know, nervous in the beginning about not having enough people. And so I allowed a few people in whom I really liked what they had to speak about. but but they didn't really have an email list. Mm-hmm. So I, I snuck in maybe two or three people that I was more, because I believed in their cause that, that I wanted to support them, but I knew that it wasn't gonna be beneficial to, to my ultimate uh, goal that it was. And, and so I think next year I'll, have, I'll be a little bit more on top of that and more, did um, like I convey what the expectation, not the expectations, what they're actually agreeing to do in exchange for being on the summit um, and, and holding them to it more than I did this time around.
0: So, so let me ask you this. I've, I've hosted a summit myself and it sounds like you were the host of this summit. So that's a lot of work putting that together. Did you like the format for launching your program? Did you like the summit better or do you, did you like the, doing the five day challenge better? What, what do you think was more beneficial for you?
1: That's a great question. I think the summit i I definitely like the summit better, even though it was probably more work. Um, but it was it was more enjoyable. I didn't it was kind of a, a lost opportunity because when we launched the summit i I didn't yet have the virtual coaching program designed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I didn't like ideally, I would have done the summit in September and in October have the next step that people could participate i didn't launch the year long until january so in a sense i didn't that was a lost opportunity so i'll do i'll I'll do another summit probably you know in late summer early fall again and this time i'll be more prepared like now i know how to do it better Um, the challenge is it's still i'm still in the middle of that one so I, i don't have the numbers yet like the numbers for the summit were great Like, I think I got probably 2000 new people for my email list. And in selling the, you know, it's a free summit, but if they buy the lifetime access, which is pretty affordable, I think, you know, 40, 47 bucks or something like that. I forget what it was, 37, 47. But enough people bought it that I think we generated like seven, $8,000 from them.
0: Very good. I, I can tell that you've been extremely busy this last year pulling all of this together as a result of COVID. So let me ask you this, Christian, what do you see as the next steps in your coaching business in 2021?
1: Yeah, great question. Well, you know, now, now that we've got the program created, now doing, you know, the, the, the subsequent cohorts, it's a lot easier. It's like, now I know, know how to do it. Now I know how to do a summit. Now I know how to do a challenge. Um, so so, you know, so all the work of, of preparation is, is gonna pay off. Um, I'm probably gonna launch, I see doing another launch now for the, for the year long in May. And I'm probably gonna do another launch in, um, probably do another summit in September and then launch the next group in October. Um, so I see that. Um, We'll continue promoting the book, you know, because you have, uh, you know, we haven't haven't been able to do any book tours, so it's been more like a virtual uh, speaking engagements, a lot of podcast interviews, so I'll probably continue that process, So I will continue that process, begin to work on the next book, this first book is a part of a series of three, um, this one is on personal empowerment. The next one will be on relationships. And then the third one after that will be on life purpose and, and conscious leadership. So translate this first book, one on power to Spanish. Um, and I think that's it. I think, those, I think those are the major goals for this year. Well, oh, and, I think... and, do, and, and do the, the audio book. We well, haven't recorded it yet.
0: Well, I think you have your hands full because that's a, that's a lot to have on your plate. Uh, You've been doing this for a while. You've been in your coaching business for over 30 years. You've um, accomplished a lot in your kind of online course business um, and pivoting this past year. What advice do you have for other online course creators or entrepreneurs out there or coaches?
1: I think, you know, persistence. Persistence. You know, if, if you have something that you believe in, that you're teaching, that you know your work actually makes a difference because of something that you lived that worked for you, like, don't give up, right? Continue believing it. So for the last 30 years, I've had ups and downs. I've, ha- I've had groups where I had, you know, four people. Um, and now I speak all over the world. Like, you know, last last year before the, before, the year before last, I went to China four times. So I've, I'm working with people at like high level, Corporate leaders all over the world, um, but you gotta, you know, you gotta take one step at a time, and just don't give up. Like even when, when, when times are are stuff, all all the challenges, all the stuff that we have allowed uh, to hold us back, all that stuff can be healed, and it can be overcome, and it can be transcended. I went from a painfully shy um, teenager. Um, Whose, whose adolescence was one long depression, who actually sabotaged my my grade point average. I, w- I had all A's in high school, had a 4.0 except for 1B my last year. And I didn't do this intentionally, but looking back on it, I know that I sabotaged it subconsciously because there is no way that I could have been the valedictorian. There's no way that I could have gotten... Um, up in front of an auditorium of you know hundreds and hundreds of people, it's just I wasn't ready for that. These days, um, you know, I'm a I'm, i am speak all over the world. I've spoken to thousands of people. I've spoken on the TEDx stage. Um, I could say that I'm a professional speaker and that I get hired to do keynotes here and there, um, and so that I know all those fears, all those, um, you know, what I call the self inflicted mind uh, f. Um, you know, the numbers that we do on ourselves with, with that cruel, harsh inner judge inside of our heads, like all that stuff can be transcended and it can be overcome.
0: I think that's some wonderful advice. And I know folks who are listening here um, can, can completely relate to what you're saying there. Christian, where can people find you? And could you tell them a little bit where, where also they can find your book?
1: Yeah, the book, again, is Awakening the Soul of Power. It's available on Amazon. It's available at your local bookstore, wherever books are sold. Uh, they just, you know, if it's the local bookstore, they just have to order it. Uh, the, in terms of how to reach me, I'm on, if they go to my, probably their website is the best way. And then from there, they can find my different social media platforms. Uh, so my website is soulfulpower.com. S-O-U-L-F-U-L, Power. Dot com, um, and if they uh, sign up to be on my email list now they'll get a sample chapter of the book which is really inspirational they'll get some of the power practices that i was talking about before um, and then they'll also get a guided uh, visual meditation on trust uh, so if it's there's anybody in your audience who's, who's feeling stretched who's feeling challenged who's who's feeling doubtful um, it'll be very supportive in that area of how to move into that level of trust.
0: And I will make sure Christian that those links are in the show notes so people can find you. I know that some folks are going to be interested in what you do and what you have to offer. Thank you so much for joining me. I loved hearing about your story and what you did last year in the COVID pandemic to pivot in your coaching business. I think it was an extremely inspirational story.
1: Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad. Uh, thank you so much for, for the opportunity. Thank you for trusting me to have me on your show. Uh, and thank you for what all you do on all our behalf. I know what you do at supporting so many people out there. So, So thank you.
0: Thank you, Christian. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you love the show, we'd appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform and show us some love there. Have a great rest of your day and bye for now.